Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Bravo Happy Hour. I'm your host, Megan O'Donnell. Grab yourself a drink and join me while I break down the week in Bravo TV news. Welcome to Bravo Happy Hour. I'm your host, Megan O'Donnell, and today's bonus episode is a breakdown of the best moments of, of Dorinda Medley on The Real Housewives of New York. Dorinda joined Roni in season seven, but sadly, there has been a conscious uncoupling between Bravo and Dorinda after her erratic behavior in season 12 pushed both the cast and the crew to their limit. To break down these moments, I have Bravo Happy Hour's international correspondent, Jasper, here to break down all of Dorinda's iconic Roni moments. Welcome. Hello. Long time no talk. I know. It's been a while. I feel like, well, actually, I guess the last time you were on the show was the DC recap. Yeah, I was special with Mary. So that's been a while. That's like the beginning of the pandemic. Yeah, it definitely was early on because I remember we were all like, so what are you doing? What are you doing? It was like when the pandemic was still kind of like fun and like an extended work from home situation. Vacation, yeah. Basically. (laughs) (laughs) Now it's just like our kind of sad reality, but (laughs) besides the point. I still enjoy it. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm a homebody, so give me an excuse to like, sit at home and watch Bravo and play on my computer for hours on end. Same. I don't hate it. I do miss traveling and I do miss you coming to New York. So I know that's like one of the big bummers. Like I miss hanging with you and it's been like, it feels like it's almost a year since we've seen each other. And I just want to go and have dirty martinis with you at the Regency (laughs) or the Four Seasons. It just got naked wasted. (laughs) Yes. Well, I mean, Dorinda has given us so many moments. I mean, one, starting with martinis, when she did say, martinis are like breasts, three is too many, and two is just right. Well, what is it? (laughs) Two is just right, and three is... I can't remember. One or the other. One or the other. (laughs) A classic. And she's not wrong, but I mean, she never stops at two martinis, neither would I, but (laughs) that coming from her is it like bit hypocritical. <laughs> I mean, well, we will see basically all of her iconic moments are basically her completely under the influence. And as I kind of kept taking notes on all of these different situations, it became sadder and sadder because obviously this season we kind of hit like the peak of like her drunken antics. And, you know, in the beginning, it kind of was funny because you didn't really think that this was like an ongoing thing. And then season after season after season, people are kind of like confronting her about her alcoholism and how she really, she's starting, she's starting. Like you could see like when the eyes start glazing over, her body starts swaying, you see the mouth just like droopy and like sloshing lots of spit. And you're like, oh God, where is this going to go? And it's always bad. I know, right? Here it comes. Yeah, it got worse and worse from season to season. I mean, no wonder they fired her. I think we still all hope that she's back sooner than later. But yeah, all her iconic moments involve alcohol. One of the biggest, if not the biggest, like in season eight in the Berkshires, I feel like that was the first one ever where it was obvious that she was drunk 
and screamed on off the top of her lungs, I decorated, I cooked, I made it nice. Well, that one was really funny because, I mean, we could start right there. <laughs> Obviously, Dorinda has given us the Berserkshires, so we will forever be indebted to her just for a location to act crazy in because it's such a big <laughs> mansion, like... You know, there's always like something happening in the living room. There's drama in the kitchen. There's that dining room that I feel like needs to be saged for like four hours straight. You need to get the demons out of that dining room. <laughs> the real ones and the imaginary ones, yeah. <laughs> so in that season eight trip to the Berkshires, we have Bethany and Luann going after each other. This is that scene where Bethany is basically like, Luann, you're a piece of shit, you're a slut, you're a liar, you're a hypocrite, you're a snake. And all Luann cares about is that Bethany copied her haircut. Like, <laughs> she could have, she said the worst <laughs> things you could say to a person. And all, <laughs> all Luann cared about was like her hair. And she was like, she kept flipping her hair, she kept flipping her hair, and she did steal my haircut. It's like, okay. <laughs> Which I mean, I was... understandable. I would be pretty upset if you stole my haircut, <laughs> but hey. <laughs> I'm going to the salon right after this. I'm cutting all my hair off <laughs> just to start a fight. <laughs> so at this point, Lou is like amped up. She's really upset. She's, you know, like on another level. Like she gets like really petty in the scene. I just rewatched it. And she goes into the kitchen and she's messing around with Ramona. And they're making fun of Dorinda being like, Dorinda's crazy. So I guess this was like a holiday Christmas weekend, but it was also Dorinda's birthday. But because they didn't invite Sonia, Dorinda didn't want to name the birth, didn't want to say that the weekend was a birthday weekend because she didn't want to exclude Sonia, even though she did. And so <laughs> Luann is getting all amped up in the kitchen and she sees the cake that Dorinda's mom made, which <laughs> was like so funny. Like it's like a classic mom cake, like from the box, white frosting and like sloppy happy birthday Dorinda written on it. So Luann is looking at the cake and she's like, look at this on your non-birthday party. This is a birthday cake that says your name on it and happy birthday. And then <laughs> that sets Dorinda off because you don't talk about her family. <laughs> <laughs> classic jersey oh yeah and so she's holding a bottle of vodka in her hand and i think it's a disgrace of you people like and you hear her screaming and as the speech is progressing it gets drunker and drunker like in the beginning i was like she's not wrong everybody is acting very poorly and then oh my god then you know obviously we get i decorated i cooked i made it nice if nobody can behave themselves you can all go home <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's crazy like honestly i think that's like is that her second season or something she's been on that was second and season it feels like honestly that's the first one where like she's super wasted and goes crazy i mean she honestly yeah she's screaming on top of her lungs and gets louder and louder and holding the bottle of vodka and slamming it on the on the counter and everything and it's like you can just see like there's something wrong with her <laughs> clearly there's something going on she just gets set off and 
you know, it's like you strike a match and, you know, it's on fire and that's kind of how she is. And I think later in the later seasons, the girls start realizing it and start seeing like, oh, wait, like she always gets like this when she drinks. Like, and I, we spoke about, we didn't speak about it, but I spoke about it on my show about how uh, this past season when like Luann went off on Sonia in the Berserkshires, like, it wasn't as aggressive because, like, it kind of was, like, a one-off thing. Luann doesn't really, like, get into those types of fights and doesn't really say shit like that, like, in such an aggressive tone. Whereas Dorinda, it's, like, constant, and she is a total deflector. So even if she's completely in the wrong, she will turn it on you and make it so much worse for herself. Yeah. Oh. Scary. But, yeah, that was the first glimpse of... Gary Dorinda, Trenda, whom we would get <laughs> throughout the next few seasons. But also, like, funny how, like, it became her catchphrase. I decorated, I cooked, I made it nice. But she actually said something completely different. Because yeah. I watched it just before as well. There is the six-minute clip on YouTube. <laughs> and she actually said, I cooked all day, I decorated, I did it nice. So somehow in like the Bravosphere, it all got, because that was already sounded kind of iconic, but it, yeah, got a bit <laughs> quote unquote misconstrued into I decorated, I cooked, I made it nice. I feel like maybe the fans were just trying to like throw her a bone because I did it nice. <laughs> like, <laughs> it doesn't have the same roll off your tongue as <laughs> I decorated, I cooked, I made it nice. And obviously Dorinda has taken this quote and pretty much every other thing she's ever uttered and has put it on a mug. So if you go to her website, you can get it on a mug. And I know from, I don't know, the internet, who knows where I get things at this point, but she was like reaching out to Etsy creators, telling them they have to take down her catchphrases because she's copyrighted oh, them. God. I'm like, mm, <laughs> let's see the paperwork well, on that, honey. Right. Wouldn't be a, a dumb move, but <laughs> a, little, a little over the top. But I wouldn't mind a tote bag saying I made it nice. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like, I wonder how much they are. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the Berkshires has also given us, obviously, the backdrop for amazing arguments. One of my favorite ones being, who is sleeping in the fish room? There. (laughs) So one of the rooms in Dorinda's home had these, like, big sharks on the wall. And I believe that they were, I don't know if they were real, but she said they were, like, from Richard. Because Richard and his children from his first marriage were big fishermen, I guess. So everybody was, like, bagging on the fish room. Luann didn't want to sleep in it and then yelled at Bethany because Bethany came up late but then didn't have to sleep in the room blah 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 and then we have like Barbara the year after oh sad friend of at least Barbara got a better edit than Elise that's for damn sure but she was upset after having to go into the fish room as well and Sonia just was like newbies go there that's where the newbie goes Tinsley slept there last year Just a fucking room. I mean, seriously, people. And when you get blackout I would, drunk, I would sleep you in sleep the basement. <laughs> exactly. I would sleep in the basement of Blue Stone Manor. I, mean, I think the basement is still nice, or let's call it the lower level. <laughs> yeah. um, still nicer than Sonia's basement. Sonia's basement. 
has just so many skeletons down there. Like, I feel like literally you can find skulls (laughs) (laughs) from all her past lovers. So while we were also at the Berkshires, the ladies took a trip to a Morgan estate, which Dorinda didn't think was going to trigger Sonia at all. And that led (laughs) Sonia into having an out-of-body experience at the dinner table that evening, absolutely wasted out of her mind, and screamed, you don't touch the Morgan letters! (laughs) Because I guess Dorinda was touching the letters, even though they weren't the original letters. They were like replicas <laughs> of the letters. <laughs> you don't touch oh, the fake God. Morgan letters. <laughs> right. I don't know. Maybe Sonia was on some kind of water pills again or whatever. Like, uh, yeah. these women will find any excuse for being drunk. It's like, you are just drunk. Like, you're very drunk. <laughs> Water pills or not, you're drinking rosé and Coca-Cola. You're just drunk. And it's okay. We love you for it. <laughs> that was also the dinner that Sonia was, like, holding Coco, the dog, like, up to her chest. <laughs> and everyone was like, Sonia, put Coco down. Put her down. She's so old. She's so old. oh my god i mean yeah how long usually do they go there for like a weekend right like it's gotta be like max two days and they could stretch it out in like six hours (laughs) get drunk from the minute they get into bluestone manor well i always i mean we saw this season elise uh, pouring herself a glass of straight vodka (laughs) i got a close-up of that i was like jesus christ they're not actually yeah this season i think we saw dorinda definitely going over to the bottle of vodka and just pouring like a glass of straight vodka which love vodka i love this stuff but me too you need like at least a sparkling water and some lemon like (laughs) straight warm vodka yeah now give me some tonic and some ice i'm good but yeah (laughs) not straight we have one other moment of the berkshires that dorinda really went above and beyond to make the group try to laugh so this was season 10 episode 9 bethany and carol are fighting at the dinner table that dreadful dreadful dinner table they are in like great gatsby themed outfits carol looks so funny with this like drapey like ella fitzgerald um <laughs> dress and zelda fitzgerald dress not ella fitzgerald <laughs> definitely <laughs> completely different people <laughs> um <laughs> so bethany and carol are fighting over adam aka bethany was jealous carol was getting hot young dick but she was basically saying that he's an operator and Lou is jumping in saying, yeah, like he left my niece to be with you. You're gross. And Bethany was really just upset because Adam wanted to be paid for his help with the hurricane relief stuff that he did in Houston. Bethany thought that was so rude and crazy. And so they were fighting and Carol then decides to throw Bethany under the bus with Luann and looks at Luann and was like, well, Bethany called you a loser. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and Luann says, well, if I'm a loser, then the rest of the world is fucked. <laughs> She's, like, recently out of prison, like, assaulting a cop, casual. But to ease the tension of this, this was another, like, winter 
Dorinda birthday party time in the Berkshires. So Dorinda comes out with a cake with, I believe this photo has nine lit candles on it. And she just smashes the cake into her face with candles burning. And all of the women are just completely in shock and awe that, like, I don't even think she registered that there was fire on the cake. Like, I- Not at all. <laughs> she forgot the candles were fire. <laughs> Absolutely. I don't know. I mean, uh, three three sheets to the wind, and I don't know if I can still see something flickering or whatever. But she definitely didn't realize the candles were lit. I don't think she knew there were candles in it because she could have poked her eye out. And besides yeah. putting herself on fire. <laughs> So after she did the initial face smash with the cake where everyone was like, what the fuck are you doing? She proceeded to do it two more times to make sure the cake was covering her entire face. Very Mrs. Doubtfire um, pie scene in the kitchen. Dorinda <laughs> always like, what do you say? A cat has nine lives or seven yes, lives? nine. Because in Germany they have seven Oh, that's cutthroat. <laughs> <laughs> they don't give you as many lives there. They're like, uh, you no. made six too many mistakes. <laughs> exactly. So Dorinda definitely must have nine lives because how often does she almost killed herself while being drunk? Like she always like, when was it Mexico where she stabbed herself with a knife? Yes, correct. That is a perfect segue into another almost <laughs> deathly situation that Dorinda has gotten herself into. So season nine, trip to Mexico. This is when Bethany was like, ladies, none of us have drinking problems. So we're going to go to uh, like Mezcal distillery and drink all day long. <laughs> and then nothing bad will happen. And when nobody takes that afternoon nap, which like we all know Dorinda is definitely like a day drinker. But she usually has that nap where at least it's like a two-hour little cat nap, then can shower, do her hair, and do glam again while drinking throughout all of that. And then come back to dinner and, and maybe have like four more drinks and then get to Slorinda. But Mexico, it was just nonstop drunk, <laughs> which is quite alarming. So at this point, she's sitting at a table and it's Bethany and Tinsley talking with <laughs> with Dorinda and I guess Dorinda is basically saying like Bethany you're being really aggressive with me like you have to chill out which like Bethany only knows one language and it's aggression so <laughs> she is upset and then Bethany is like saying to Dorinda oh fuck you with this act like you're just acting like you're not even offended you're just like trying to play victim you're just trying to play victim and then she like gets up and she's slurring and she's saying it literally is nonsense like you can't hear anything she's saying and they didn't even give her subtitles like that's how you that's how bad it was they couldn't even muster up something to write underneath her so at this point she gets up and is going crazy and then bethany and tinsley immediately stand up bethany starts like doing like an orchestra thing with her hands to try to orchestrate this ridiculous rambling tinsley's dancing and she's getting so 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 worked up screaming whatever slurring then she sits down she cools off evidently and you see like her death grip on a knife 
and she stabs it like once really hard on the table and then she stabs it again but they don't show it to us because i think bravo is like let's not show a grown woman stabbing her hand at a table like <laughs> we, we might like she's already looking so poorly to add this like fuel to the fire it's like a little mean so then she stabs the table again and she's just like, I'm bleeding, I'm bleeding. And Tinsley's like, what happened? And she goes, I stabbed myself. I mean, seriously. Like, didn't she realize she had like a sharp object in her hand? I mean, she was so enraged that like on another planet, clearly alcohol infused, as you said. <laughs> but like, don't you realize you have a knife in your hand? Knife, fire. Those things do not scare Dorinda. You cannot. At all. No. Like, <laughs> well, one. She must be a witch. <laughs> She's got to be. The real witch doesn't burn. <laughs> I don't know what she is, but Dorinda mm. is very, very comfortable with making a drunk speech. She. I don't think at the time when she keeps saying she's going to be making them, she knows that she's so wasted. But on season eight, episode 18, they were celebrating Luann's engagement to Tom on a yacht. We got the yacht girls. And <laughs> <laughs> let's not forget, Dorinda introduced Tom and Luann together. So obviously she takes credit for the entire falling in love portion, not the breakup portion. Oh, God, that. So they give her about, I would say, seven straight seconds of actually having this slurry speech where, again, like, it's another situation where editors can't even subtitle it because it's so incoherent. She basically says, in a moment in time, in a moment of happiness, when you know it's right, it's right. And then Tom and Luann, like, look at each other. And they're like, great, thanks, Dorinda. And everybody starts clapping. And she has this big <laughs> smile on her face. Like, she just made, like, a gorgeous, like, speech at the Oscars <laughs> for her best friends. <laughs> Incoherent. Uh, as usual. <laughs> I mean, back then it still was fun, though. Was it, yeah. like, at the beginning of Dorinda, it was all really endearing. And, like, oh, yeah, she's drunk. And she doesn't know what she's talking about. And, like just slurring her words who hasn't slurred their words once or twice in their life but I've, yeah yeah i've never done it more than twice in my whole life <laughs> only slurred twice <laughs> she's done it at least once a season i would say at least once a week probably for the past like probably 35 years well, I actually have, like, I've seen Dorinda twice. I saw her once at this, like, event at Mohegan Sun, which is, like, a casino here, and it was, like, this Housewives event, and I didn't realize, like, my friend's dad is an executive there, so he ended up, like, getting me tickets because he knows I'm, like, obsessed with these people, and so there was, like, a meet and greet, and she had such a stank attitude. She wouldn't even play into a conversation, and I've always said, like, at that same thing, it was, like, Tamara... Dorinda, Teresa, because Teresa, Teresa was so sweet. I swear, she looked me in the eye and was like, "Hi, I'm Teresa," and I was like, "Hi, I'm Megan." <laughs> I'm like, I think I know who you are. I, I'm obsessed. <laughs> I've been to three of your book signings when I was in high school. Like, <laughs> I sadly know exactly who you are. <laughs> well, she's an idiot. Of course, she is nice. Yeah, that's kind of true. I'm speaking of. I'm like, maybe I'm gonna buy Skinny Italian. Oh, and, God, and I don't do it. I'm gonna do it. I can buy a used one for a dollar seventy. 
Okay, that's okay. That I can do it. I give you permission. Yeah. Yay! Because that would be fun. I need every dollar because I won't be able to sell this, that ugly McMansion. Oh, I don't think that we'll ever be able to sell it. I gotta torch it and just start fresh. Full, full redo. Nobody would even buy that land. I mean, have you seen like the backyard? You wouldn't even like want to build a new house on that piece of shit property also the bad energy that's just like in the soil like and because joe built that house and like that house basically was a thing that made them go bankrupt like put them over the edge it's just all bad energy like you wouldn't want to be like oh this is where i'm going to start my family like my five kids are going to live here and right and there's not enough sage in the world to like <laughs> that place certainly not <laughs> Well, moving on to other amazing moments from, we're going to, okay, there's so many big ones. So we're going to do like the smaller version, the smaller little things now, and then we'll end with some of the bigger, the bigger events, which everybody knows and loves. But there was a party from season eight. It was a bra party. Love it. At the Gansmore Hotel. They were all sitting in this hotel room. The lighting was so bad. I just rewatched it the other day. And I'm like, where are these people? Jules was there. This is when she like sticks her hands in the ice bucket because she was doing something to make her food kosher or whatever. That's a whole other type of podcast. But they are at the bra party. It's Dorinda's event. She has these girls coming in, giving everybody new bra sizes, whatever. And Bethany actually starts a fight with Dorinda because Bethany brings up the fact that John has been trying to reach out to her for business advice. And she said that when he was at the Hamptons earlier this summer, earlier um, in the season, he was asking Bethany for her phone number and was like, let's get into business together. Let's do business together. Let's do business together. And Bethany is like, you can get my phone number from your girlfriend. Like, I am not giving you my info. Like, that's not cool. I don't want that. So this is the first time that we hear about John potentially taking advantage of some of Dorinda's friends and those connections. Dorinda obviously is very, very not happy about this. And then this is when Bethany then insinuates that her and John, you know, do cocaine together and they party all night. And then Ramona is like, and I also heard <laughs> while he was smoking a cigarette outside the Plaza Hotel that he likes to pop Viagra and fuck you for six hours. <laughs> <laughs> like Ramona, read the room, honey. She's already going to blow the fuck up. And now you're bringing up Viagra? Like, <laughs> I mean, we all know Ramona has no decorum and like, can't read the room or True. any situation so what do you expect true that's accurate <laughs> um and so at this point john also starts nagging bethany being like skinny girl you stole skinny girl from skinny cow you stole <laughs> it from my friend who did skinny cow and you could tell he's lit up and she kept saying like you're lit up man you're lit up and like you could tell he was like all coked out and then he leaves and he's like, I'm out of here. It's like, dude, you just got kicked out. Like you can't make a grand <laughs> proclamation that you're out of here. You're, they've been actively trying to get you out of here. <laughs> well, that's not the first time that we see John attempting to get involved in Dorinda's friendships. I didn't remember this until today, but season nine, episode 13, where we get the infamous clip, clip, 
clip scene was actually started because Sonia was saying that John had been texting her about getting involved with Tipsy Girl, the delicious booze brand that Sonia was going to be developing that is not a cheater brand. <laughs> so and it never got off the ground. No. And honestly, I'm really devastated that Century 21 is going under because Sonia finally got her big break and it's over. Well, maybe there's going to be a garage sale or something <laughs> where you can get some of Sonia Morgan couture or whatever it was called. <laughs> Sonia Morgan couture, which is really just like cheap clothing made in China. <laughs> AliExpress. Yeah, basically. <laughs> So at this dinner they were at in the Bronx, Dorinda shows up drunk. It is in the afternoon and she's already Slorinda. She shows up, starts going after Sonia saying, he wasn't trying to text you. He doesn't want to be in your stupid brand. Your wine is not going anywhere. She's drinking a big glass of house white wine. This reminds me of <laughs> Mary from DC when she was at the vineyard scene where she has like that big <laughs> goblet of white wine holding on it so hard. She's like, please don't, don't go after my daughter. <laughs> so at this point, Dorinda just loses her mind. She starts screaming, you keep fucking your way to the middle, which is actually really mean. <laughs> she can't even fuck her way. She did fuck her way to the top. She married a Morgan, like, you know. Well, once. Yeah, well, once, yeah. Only 15 years ago. Like, probably 25 at this point. So she see, keeps saying, you keep fucking your way to the middle. Bethany and all the ladies are just like, what the fuck is happening? Carol's at this dinner, too. And then she just does, clip, 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 you fool. <laughs> And so the clip was to like clip Sonia's mouth shut from talking shit, from being a fake, all this stuff. And there are so many patrons in this restaurant who are just looking at them in, in, sh in shock and awe. And like they were in the Italian part of the Bronx. So like all the people there are like Goombas, like, you know, probably like up to their own no good. And they were all, all, it was like all men. And they all were like, what the hell? <laughs> like, who walked in here? I thought they were just going to eat some tiny olive vodka and like keep it moving. <laughs> I mean, imagine if you're at a restaurant and like, well, they're filming a show then you're like, yeah, okay, whatever. And you don't know those people. And then, yeah, suddenly this woman jumps up and is screaming across the table and they're like, clip, clip, clip. Or then when she gets up and like uses her hands to point <laughs> to her own crotch and yells at Sonia hostess with the mostess and you're just like at the next table having your lunch. <laughs> what the fuck? Who are those women? Uh, yeah, I mean it definitely is like probably not what any of them were expecting as just like thinking they were just gonna go eat a lunch. But the way that Sonia <laughs> Tony and Dorinda have such a strange relationship. Dorinda really thinks she could come for Sonia because Sonia's always kind of like a little weak and like can't really defend herself, always gets really flustered and oftentimes like, like I think Sonia and Dorinda are different sides of the drunk scale where Sonia just gets like sad and like wants to make out and party unhinged, but like doesn't really get mean and I think like that could also frustrate Dorinda a little bit where she's like, how are you still so delusional? Why aren't you an angry drunk yet? And she's like, well, 
don't know. Well, I mean, Dorinda is not wrong with the things she says about Sonia. We have to give her that. I mean, it's horrible, abusive how she like goes about it and like yells at Sonia and makes her like feel like she's the worst person on the planet. But like, she's not wrong. I don't know why like everybody cares if Sonia's like banging guys. Like when she, I mean, we go to season nine and like they're at a dinner party at Ramona's house in the Hamptons and Dorinda confronts Sonia again, pretty much the exact same thing at like an intimate dinner party this time. And Sonia's not really even like egging her on or anything. And she goes, you know what? Why don't you stop getting vaginal rejuvenation and put an easy pass on your vagina for that Holland <laughs> tunnel? <laughs> like what? How did, where did that come from? Which I do think that was a scripted line. Dorinda has some good one-liners, but I'm like, I think that one could have been Yeah, but now. do you think she like, I mean, she's always drunk. Do you think she can remember those lines? That's true. She's never that would... down before. <laughs> so Sony wasn't really offended by the easy pass on your vagina thing. She probably knows, like, it's kind of true. But Sony obviously was like, why are you saying this to me? Fuck you. And she goes back to don't you dare compare your fucking marriage to me burying my husband. Okay. Because you were fucking around in the South of France and he married your friend, honey, fix your toilet in your townhouse <laughs> and wander around in your house coat. Is Edie Beals up? It's Edie Beal upstairs, like as a reference to gray gardens. And I don't know. I feel like they pick on Sonia. Like I get it. Sonia like is all over the place with these businesses. They're not real. She doesn't have the what is it, Nigerian football team. Like none of these things and are the true. international lifestyle brand. The toaster oven, the John Travolta film. Like there are many, many half baked ideas and projects that Sonia has worked on. But everybody has like, I don't know. She tries. At least she tries to do something. <laughs> it's always no, she doesn't. I'm giving her excuses, but I feel like every season no, we have I like don't. we have like a new fashion show that she's doing or something. Fashion show, yeah, but uh, a fashion show without fashion, joggers, yeah. uh, spring, <laughs> autumn, winter. Um, yeah, no, I don't give Sonya a pass. I'm over over her whole shtick. It's not funny. So yeah. I absolutely understand, like, how mad Dorinda gets and how angry she gets at Sonia. And, of course, Sonia is an easy target, but I absolutely do understand. But it's just, like, the delivery is really wrong. Yeah. And I don't know. I just feel like even when she calls her, like, a liar, liar, hoe on fire, like, she... <laughs> consistently is like making fun of Sonia for like hooking up with dudes where that's never been like something to when she's been sad about and she also then like brought up like you're not dating Rocco you're not dating this guy you're lying about this you're lying about this which I could I don't know I do get that Sonia is kind of like built on white lies even like her gay parties and all of these lives that she's really lived where it is a little bit like honey you're living in the past and I get that like you kind of have to move on but Who's Dorinda to say that, like, she's so much more put together than Sonia? Dorinda is holding Sonia accountable. Oh, yeah. Apparently she took a page out of Teddy's All In book. Yeah. <laughs> Minus the fact that the two of them wouldn't be able to drink on All In if that were the case. 
Oh my God. One other crazy thing that we, I mean, not one other, we have like 10 other different moments, but back in season 10, episode six, Bethany was doing a lot of charity work for hurricane relief that happened in Puerto Rico. She literally did more than like the U.S. government, like for her release funds, which was super amazing and super admirable. But Bethany decides to invite Dorinda to come on this trip. And obviously she was like, well, who are my other options? Ramona, who's criminally insensitive and is probably like get over it just move oh your house got ruined didn't you have insurance like okay so she's not the best bet luann lives with her head so far up her ass tinsley doesn't seem like someone who would help doing anything so she offers dorinda an opportunity to come to puerto rico with her and help on this mission trip so before they go to Puerto Rico, they have to go to Miami and they are doing a dinner the night before with the team of Bethany's charity business partners. And they're talking about their work in Haiti after that earthquake happened like eight years ago at that time. And Dorinda is just completely belittling the man who runs this big organization, basically saying like, oh, okay, so yeah, like the help that you did, like how is it going to be sustained in the future? Like you really think kids in Haiti are going to college because of you and was just being so disrespectful and condescending. And this was another moment where she was clearly drunk. She showed up drunk and this was at like seven o'clock. Like there, like, so she had to be ripping them since like four o'clock. And she said that the next day, well, I didn't eat. So that's why that happened. I started at four. Yeah. I don't think it has anything to do with eating. I think it's just like, yeah. She gets bored, so she drinks. Instead of a glass of water, she has a glass of vodka. (laughs) She's like, I thought it was water. (laughs) It's just sad because this was a scene where you see Bethany in a different light. And Bethany was actually very empathetic towards her. I could see Bethany was noticing like what was happening. And had this been with the other ladies, Bethany's response would have been a lot different. But she was actually like very level-headed and was like, standing up for her business partner being like during like you don't know anything about this and she's like well Richard did this and Richard was in foreign relations and Richard helped things in Haiti it's like that's amazing that your husband did those things Dorinda but you didn't like you don't get his accomplishments by marriage like of course you married right. someone who has a big heart and who helped a lot of people and clearly you know was great to you and your daughter but and people of Haiti and other places but that doesn't mean he's the only all-knowing person to help (laughs) after a debilitating earthquake like it's just yeah and like this for once bethany is like passionate about something that she doesn't get money off Mm -hmm. like she actually has to spend money and like do charity and everything so that was nice to see on like the bethany side and also like yeah she I mean, they they still seem to have a real friendship. Dorinda just posted something on Instagram where they were out for drinks or dinner or something. And I think Bethany would have been the only one to actually get through to Dorinda and get her to go to rehab or like take a break from drinking. Because as we saw this season again and like in the reunion this season when they're talking about um, apologizing for things and stuff and Dorinda doesn't acknowledge anything and they're talking 
to her about her being an alcoholic or having a drinking problem and she doesn't acknowledge it at all i think bethany would have been the only one where she would have listened and they have the conversation the on the plane ride back so bethany uninvites dorinda to this because she was like your behavior was ridiculous and they are heading back to new york and they're talking about her drinking issue and bethany basically says like you know i understand like you even woke up the next day and you apologize but you apologize to the wrong person like that's how drunk you were you didn't even know who you were offending you were so blackout drunk at seven o'clock and you know she's saying i don't think i'm an alcoholic i just use alcohol as an excuse to sometimes exhibit bad behavior one night doesn't define people and at this point this is season 10 she's been on the show for three full seasons and has just consistently you know really beat people up when she was drunk and has exhibited you know uh bad behavior on multiple occasions and yeah one night doesn't define people everybody has horrible boozy nights and like i am not shy of those myself like where you wake up the next morning and you're like oh my god but like after, I don't know, after I turned, like, 23, I would say, like, I stopped getting, like, I mean, I think, like, when you're first beginning to drink, you see the different sides of yourself that can come out, and you can kind of begin to, like, attempt to learn from it, and, you know, the first, like, few years of drinking, it's, like, those aren't there, like, those, you're just drinking and having fun, and you're, like, oh, who cares what I am, who cares how I think, and then, like, as you get older, you're, like, oh, wait, like, I really hate myself when I act like that, or I really hurt my friend and I was being selfish and stupid. But when you can't even like ever look at your behavior and you were like, well, it was just one night, get over it. I was drunk. It's like, well, you can say like, Hey, I fucked up. Hey, that was really not cool. And it was because I was not just because I'm drunk, but because I have like deeper issues going on. And that's what happens. I'm like aggressive and angry, but she can't even see it in this season. Like, you know, even Ramona is like, you freak out on all of us. And we can't even have a conversation with you because then you turn it right back around on us when it's like, you just need to look in the mirror for a second. And it's okay to look in the mirror and see things you don't like, but like booze isn't going to make those things go away. Unfortunately. I know. Trust me. I'm like, is it five (laughs) o'clock yet? (laughs) This talk about alcoholism is really making me thirsty. (laughs) Oh my God. So we have a moment when the ladies were all in Cartagena together, Dorinda was obviously slurrending everywhere, yelling at Countess. It was really bad at that table. So at this point, Luann was sober because she was out of jail, whatever. They were in Cartagena. She said, how were the margaritas, Dorinda? She was like, oh, they're delicious. And then at that point, Dorinda like takes that as like Lou making a comment about her drinking, which like she was. And then Countess says, oh, she's starting. And then Dorinda hits her with a, go drink some more and get arrested, honey. I, at least I didn't get a mugshot over it. And they're all up in arms. And this is when there were three different fights happening at the table at once. But <laughs> this is the one we're <laughs> focusing on. So seven months later, they haven't spoken still. And they're going to the clam bake, I believe at Barbara's house in the Hamptons. And I actually don't think there were clams at this clam bake. I feel like there was lobsters there, but they just kept calling it a clam bake. That sounds better than a lobster cook. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. So Dorinda is trying to make amends with Countess 
we see Luann getting a text message from Dorinda that says, when you haven't forgiven those who have hurt you, you turn your back against your future. When you do forgive, you start walking forward. Dash Tyler Perry. (laughs) (laughs) Out of all of the inspirational people, you know, get some like, like Luann said, she's like, no Gandhi, no Oprah, Tyler Perry. Right, right. Oh my god, do you think she's seen any Tyler Perry movie? Well, where does she get those quotes from otherwise? I would say she probably Googled forgiveness quotes. And that was like, probably like the second or third one that probably showed up. She's like, this works. God, no. I mean, I can't be ridiculous. And also, the text of this quote when you haven't forgiven those who have hurt you you turn your back against your future when you do forgive you start walking forward dorinda you just need to say i'm sorry like that's it like luann is very accepting of an apology you see her and bethany move on very quickly after she annihilates her season after season after season and i think that's all she really wanted but she can't even acknowledge that she hurt Luann and and obviously everyone says Megan you're biased towards Luann which is true but <laughs> but in this case it was like she's struggling on this trip to Cartagena all these ladies are a bunch of drunks when you like to drink and you can't drink because you literally like legally cannot do it I can understand why she was like a little holier than thou and seeing Dorinda's just horrible behavior like when you're the only sober person you start realizing things about your friends and the people around you and you're like fuck like that's not good I wouldn't know but (laughs) (laughs) neither would I Um, but yeah that's true but I guess that's when you're like fuck I need to start drinking again because otherwise I would have to quit my job yeah (laughs) won't get a paycheck from bravo anymore if my health would be more important to me (laughs) yeah no she either needs to yeah stop drinking and get arrested again or keep drinking (laughs) and letting the shenanigans keep going but this season we see luann definitely have some moments but she was like casually drinking and it never really became a problem. And so hopefully she's able to kind of like balance, you know, drinking and having fun with like not getting up to like really no good. We have a great moment from another, yet another holiday event. Dorinda was on the hunt for a nutcracker, a life-size nutcracker for (laughs) Bethany's daughter, Bryn, because I guess they had been talking about it in the Berkshires and Bethany kept saying she really needs this life-size thing. Dorinda, I know you like are obsessed with decorating. Do you have anybody who can help me get this thing? And at Bethany's Christmas party or holiday party, she surprises her with her very own life-size nutcracker. And Bethany has like a full meltdown. Like she was in the audience of Oprah when they were, she was giving out cars. Like she <laughs> freaked out over this thing. And you know, Dorinda was peeved because Bethany wasn't giving her proper acknowledgement for the Nutcracker and was only complimenting the decorator who actually found it. <laughs> On no other show is there Nutcracker drama. And like, I mean, yeah, Dorinda loves the holidays, as we can see every season. So she enjoyed like 
going on the hunt for a nutcracker. But wouldn't you also think like Bethany has all the money in the world? Just get somebody to build you a fucking nutcracker. Also, it doesn't seem like something that's so crazy to find. Like I ended up Googling it and you can find them <laughs> for like four, one, $4,000, but still like you can find anything on the internet. And you know, any New Yorker knows like FAO Schwartz is like the biggest, to- well, was I would say the biggest toy store. You can go in there and get yourself a life-size <laughs> nutcracker probably quite easily there. Maybe after that season of Housewives, it started to produce them again. Who knows? Maybe they I got a boost. I can't believe we haven't gotten Skinny Girl Nutcrackers yet. <laughs> <laughs> what would they crack? <laughs> yeah. She's like nuts, but you can only eat six nuts a day. Skinny Girl. <laughs> skinny Nutcrackers. <laughs> Well, we do know Dorinda loves the holidays. She hosted a holiday party where she wore an iconic Lady Gaga bubble dress. And there were a couple different moments from this party that I really enjoyed. One was as the night progresses, she's talking to people about the dress itself. And she's like, the SNL costume guy from SNL. And then she starts (laughs) saying NSL. And she's like, Andy Sandler's thing and Andrew Sandberg. And so she's talking about like Andy Sandberg, but she kept calling him Andy Sandler. Andy Sandberg did my dress and his SNL and MLS and LSN. And like every person, she there's like six different pans to like her saying this story to different people mm-hmm. and getting all of the information wrong every single time. <laughs> And losing one bubble after the other by the end of the night. She's not wearing the costume anymore. She's just in her spang. And her wig is off too. (laughs) And John has to escort her home. Like you can see how he walks her out of there having his arms around it so she doesn't fall. I mean, when John is, like, the person you're relying on <laughs> to, like, get you home at night, like, that is not good. The drunk leading the drunk. No. No. <laughs> at this party, we also have a great moment where she's talking to Carol about what she's going to be doing after the marathon. She says, come over after the mar- marathon. You can mellow out. I'll make a roast chicken. I'll get two bottles of wine or four bottles of great wine. And we'll sit there and close the door. We'll tell our deepest, darkest secrets and then go to sleep in my bed. Watch Ghost Hunters. <laughs> See, like, I'm gonna, I will miss the nonsensical behavior of her. Like, even in this scene, when Carol's looking at her like, girl, what are you saying? We're going to have a sleepover? We're in our 50s. Like, no. But like, that's the weird thing with the Rinda. She has, like, two sides. Like, she told, like, she literally has two faces. Yeah. Like, the one is this Lorinda, the drunken one, and then she has the one who just wants to sit at home and watch Ghost Hunters or CSI, whatever. Like, <laughs> Which is all just, of us. <laughs> If she was on for another season, we would hear her mentioning the X-Files or something, you know? (laughs) She's like, I'm still watching West Wing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I actually forgot about this great new show, Frasier. Yeah. (laughs) She's like, and you know, that guy, Kelsey, was married to a housewife. (laughs) I just figured it out. (laughs) 
<laughs> she, this actually reminds me of something I forgot to put in my notes, but without Dorinda, we wouldn't have had John. And even though Dorinda didn't say the line, Sonia asked John, what are you doing here without Dorinda? Doing here without Dorinda. <laughs> we wouldn't have that moment where John was going partying at boutique without her. And then we also, which I completely forgot about just until this moment, was the dry cleaning party, which I believe was in her first or maybe second season, where he was having the party at Madame Paulette, where Luann brings Ray, or Ray's there, and I don't think she brought Ray. I think, I don't know, did she bring Ray? I, 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 can't, I don't remember if he was there, if she brought him, but we all know they were together in Saint-Tropez. <laughs> For a night or two. Darling, <laughs> we didn't date. Uh, so at that party, Ramona hates John. And so Ramona gets kicked out of the party because Dorinda and John were like, get out, you're being disrespectful. And then, yeah, we have Ray being like, you bitch, I donate to charity. Trash, you're trash. <laughs> I think he went on to Kate Casey's podcast like years ago. Don't give that guy a microphone. <laughs> no, but I also think he probably is really good friends with John because he was coked out of his hat at that party. Yeah, they were definitely doing key bumps in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, we have a couple little minor little things that we have to touch on. One thing that you reminded me of was her, in her first season, they're at a restaurant together. Dorinda's <laughs> sitting there with John. And as a innocent patron of the restaurant, dining while being black, Dorinda sees a black <laughs> dude at a restaurant and calls him over. He, she just assumes that he's the waiter. And he looks at her and he's like, oh, ma'am, I don't work here. And she was like, oh, silly me. Silly me. <laughs> like, oh, my God, Dorinda. Oh, my God. I think, like... I think you could actually tell she was really embarrassed. And I don't, well, we know she's a diehard uh, Democrat, right? But um, and so I don't think it's because the guy was black, but because he was wearing black pants and a white shirt. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of looked like a waiter. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, a classic housewife moment. <laughs> We also have another moment where she definitely puts her foot in her mouth. So Ramona last season hosted an event for sexual assault survivors. And at this event, the woman who's leading the charity was giving a speech and she probably was able to get three words in before Dorinda keeps interrupting her. And then Sonia starts getting involved to shut Dorinda up. And then Ramona's trying to shut her up. And, like, this woman is, like, talking about her experience, talking about, like, the trauma that comes from sexual assault and how, you know, speaking up and naming your predators allow for those types of people to be taken off the streets and so that they don't hurt other people. And this woman is, like, being very eloquent and obviously, like, looks like she's tears in her eyes talking about something very sensitive to her. And Dorinda saying under her breath, well, the predators are still out there. They could still hurt people. <laughs> and then, like, all the ladies are like, shut up. And then she just starts saying important 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 and, and everyone's like what are you saying like 
yes, everything she's saying mm-hmm. right here is important. And yes, you saying, yeah, predators still being out on the streets can hurt other people. But like, this is not your speech, honey. This is a time when you need to shut up and listen. <laughs> right. And uh, undoubtedly women, they were just going on and on and like yeah, yelling at each other. And then Dorinda is talking to Ramona about how Ramona can't remember the name of the woman who hosts uh, the whole and event. That's true. <laughs> but I feel like she couldn't remember, like, Kristen's name. I feel like she barely remembered Tinsley's name. Like, Ramona, I don't think, registers things unless, like, you're, like, a, a big dog, like a Bethany or someone who's actually going to, like, go after her. If you're one of the 1%. Yes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, she would never even acknowledge me if I met her. I saw her one time <laughs> when I was getting a manicure and I was like facing like the window on the street and on the Upper East Side and I was like, my nails were drying and probably had like 10 more minutes of drying and she like walked past me and I was like, oh my God, I can't leave right now because my nails are drying, but I wish I could run <laughs> after her and see where she's going. Boutique. The uh, region. Probably. <laughs> well, we are coming to... Some of the most well-known moments of Dorinda Medley's tenure on the Real Housewives of New York. We have a scene where she is at a party in the Hamptons, and she's all hot and bothered for some fight. I can't remember who she was fighting with. But Candace Bushnell, <laughs> the writer of Sex and the City, who has known the ladies for a very long time, asks Dorinda how she's doing. <laughs> and she responds with, <laughs> not well, bitch! <laughs> I tell you how I'm doing. Yeah. Not well, bitch. <laughs> Which has kind of become one of the more iconic phrases from the show. And it's one of those things that it's a meme that people can use without knowing the housewives. It's kind of right. like that, like Taylor Armstrong with the finger pointing at the cat. With the cat. <laughs> people were like just posting it. And I'm like, how is this Beverly Hills moment turning into like an internet sensation? <laughs> and that's how I felt with this one. And I ended up Googling it just because I was trying to find, like, more context, like, what Dorinda was really upset about, which uh, my bet is uh, something to do with Sonia or Luam. But she was really upset at this party, and... But then I was finding... I found something on the internet, and it said that the Sex and the City show had a character based on Dorinda. Her name was Sharon, Susan Sharon. And I watched Sex and the City forever ago, and I guess this woman was, like in a horrible marriage, really wealthy, like, really hoity-toity. Carrie said, like, when she goes to her apartment, she feels like she's, like, the bad teenager who's gonna, like, be a bad influence on this, like, fancy woman. She was implying, and I guess this was based on her first husband, Ralph, who was the husband of, who's the father of Hannah, and I didn't know he was Scottish. That was news to me when I found that out. Neither did I, but, um, yeah, the character in Sex and the City is in season one, I believe, and she's friends with Carrie Bradshaw, but gets Charlotte York's dog later on, which saves, saves her marriage. Um, and <laughs> yeah, and that Susan Sharon character used to live in London and sell cashmere sweaters. Hmm. So Dorinda lived in London and sold cashmere sweaters to Lady Di, and that's how she was apparently based on Dorinda Lynch back then. 
That makes sense. And I always forget Dorinda did have like a business sense when she was living there. But I kind of don't like how in this past season, she's really, really, really going after Tinsley for like being a gold digger and doing all these things and leaving the show for a man and and having all of, and making these choices where I was actually like quite proud of Tinsley at a certain point. She doesn't need the money. She doesn't need the show. She doesn't need the fame. What she wants is a husband and a family and a life. And she got that. So she doesn't need the show. And Dorinda needs the show for her life, I guess. And I think she resents that. And then implying that she's such a gold digger when Tinsley has so much family money. Of course, like she's not going to be with a poor guy. Let's be real. Like she's draped in diamonds and no poor guy could ever hang out with her. Like, cause he'd be like, we have nothing to talk about lady. Like all you want to do is talk about dresses. Exactly. I mean, I'm, I'm going to miss Tinsley. I already missed her this season, like from the time she was gone. And at least we got that TikTok Ugh. video of Tinsley and Leah doing the web dance, <laughs> which made me, I was quite impressed. I was um, going to say, as a professional dancer, like, what are your feelings uh, on the thought, on the moves? I was actually quite impressed. I mean, Tinsley doesn't look like somebody who has any rhythm or could like lay in the gr- on the ground and like hump the floor in rhythm so it wasn't that bad um but yeah i'm also really proud of her that she actually made the decision i'd rather leave the show and leave new york to be with the man quote unquote i love and i do think she's in love but i don't know if she loves him um but I think for now she's happy and like, yeah, rather leave the limelight behind and try and have a good relationship. And honestly, good for her. Like, I feel like, I don't know. I I think it's a great opportunity for her to get what she wants. And, you know, she, I don't know. I feel like it's better for her. Even like at the reunion, she, I found, I found her to be a lot more confident, I guess, since being off the show and probably like look at it and in, in a different life. She really was like, Dorinda, like, you said deplorable things to me, and you have no reason. Yeah. And when it all came out, that was because John and Scott had money issues. Shocking! And this is the third time <laughs> we see him now taking advantage of one of the ladies on the show and the connections that Dorinda has. Exactly, yeah. but now it all makes a little more sense after we, like, talked about it and you brought it up again, and he tries to, like do business with Bethany, business with Sonia. And like now it makes sense with like, that might be one of the big issues Dorinda has with Tinsley or had with Tinsley when we saw that phone conversation that was, wasn't aired originally. That was so where she yelled at John not taking money from Scott. And I think it also has something to do with Dorinda thinking that any man that she would be with wouldn't need to ask for friends money. Whereas like a man like Richard well, probably was giving people money, not asking for money, not trying to create these like half-baked business ideas when like, what's John Medesian going to do for Tipsy Girl? Like he is a, <laughs> like he is the child of someone who started a really big company. Like, John, you didn't start Madame Paulette, you were given Madame Paulette. And I will say, when people shit on Madame Paulette, it is the place you get couture dresses, dry cleaned, so Sutton Strack probably has them on speed dial. <laughs> right. 
And I mean, let's not forget, John actually started a stain removal kit. Oh. Didn't he? That is <laughs> Didn't they try huge. to promote it <laughs> yeah. somewhere, somehow, on the shower, on some reunion or whatever? So maybe he was trying to get a coupon for it from Scott. <laughs> He's like, let's try to get a promo code going, bro. Like, we've got a great idea for my coupon, kids. Whatever. Maybe well, you as a podcaster should contact him. <laughs> I've got a great idea. You can come on my show. I'll give you five ad slots for $2,000. X amount of people will listen to it a month. I honestly should do that. I feel like he'd be like, that's an amazing idea. And he lives in Queens. I live in Queens. He actually probably would come over in 45 minutes if I DM'd him. Right. Like, oh, where are you? Like, let's hang out. Gotta <laughs> make him some lasagna. <laughs> yeah, well, when I get skinny Italian, I'll be like, hey, John, I'll make <laughs> you into a skinny Italian. Gross. <laughs> disgusting. Well, you know, another kind of John situation ended up creating what I believe is probably Dorinda's biggest, most memorable moment on the show, which obviously <laughs> has to do with Giovanni. So season 10, we have Luann in her cabaret, Countess and Friends. She finally has the episode where she invites all the ladies to come see her. Dorinda was really upset because John wasn't invited to the performance, but Scott was. So there was all this drama. Dorinda also gave Luann the connection to get the Giovanni dresses. So they had like done a fitting before. And it was like a whole scene. So they're at the performance. She's doing her thing. And you just see the look of hatred in Dorinda's eyes as she watches Luann like shake her ass on stage in a Giovanni sequence dress and just starts heckling. That's heckling. Yes. That was heckling. Well, when we saw Countess and Friends, everyone then started screaming Giovanni at her. Like, it was then, like, a thing. And now I feel like even that probably hurt Dorinda even more, where she's like, damn, like, my drunk little antic actually made something that you are now going to be profiting off of and, like, feeling Giovanni. And even this season, when they were in the Berkshires, she was, like, still screaming about Giovanni. That's, like, the one time where something that Dorinda drunkenly yelled backfired yeah. and somebody else profited off it absolutely oh it was so funny but that's that's an absolute classic giovanni giovanni <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh and i like used to look at giovanni catalogs when i was in high school <laughs> for prom dresses i never even wore right. one of the dresses to prom because I'm like very against sequences, but I remember thinking like, this is stunning. Like this couture. Is, yeah, <laughs> this is my couture. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, I mean, calling Giovanni couture is a bit of a stretch, isn't it? Yeah, I feel like Sutton just like had like a, a ping in her heart where she's like, Giovanni, <gasps> that is not couture. <laughs> Well, I think this brings us to the end of our best of Dorinda Medley episode. This was such a blast. And going back through all these things, this was like three hours of work this morning to get all this pulled together. And there are so many other moments that you forget about that are just not like monumental. 
but I feel like we tapped into most of the big ones. Yeah, but it just re- it's a good reminder of how how iconic Dorinda Medley is. And I mean, I think she holds a special place in our hearts anyways, because that's how we met. Oh, wait. Oh, I forgot. Heather McDonald live podcast wow. where Dorinda Medley was her guest. And that's the only reason I even went to that show, because I wanted to see Dorinda Medley in the flesh. I can't believe I completely <laughs> forgot about that. An hour and 10 minutes into this. Wow. Well, you know what they say? Say it, write it, regret it. No? <laughs> <laughs> regret it, say it, write it. What would it say it? I wrote it. Say it, forget it, write it, regret it. Say it, oh. regret <laughs> My dyslexia is clearly very clear in this outline. <laughs> but, oh my God, this was fun. And this also kind of shows us the difference between certain housewives where, like, Jill's Aaron doesn't come back and kind of leaves like a bad taste in your mouth. Like where I don't really like remember Jill's Aaron isms, but she has yeah. things that like we'll never forget. Same with Mimi, like same with Lisa Vanderpump. Like there are certain people who come on these shows who really just make a name for themselves. Absolutely. Well, Jasper, where can people find you, follow you and do all of the things? Uh, just on Instagram. <laughs> Jasper or Jasper underscore HA or on Twitter where I just like as usual mainly try to get blocked by Bravo Liberties the Jasper underscore HA. My latest accomplishment was being blocked by Lisa Vanderpump. I was just gonna say who's your most recent so okay so what is that have you <laughs> have you gotten blocked by Teddy because that'll be really easy. No but I don't really count Teddy, like, I don't she's really not an impressive care. Block. No, she's an all motherfucking factor, you know. <laughs> like, no, I'm going for the big ones. <laughs> well, okay, so you have Lisa Vanderpump, you obviously have Jax. Who else? Yeah, and I'm just working on, on camera, on Kenya, but they're like. They don't really care that much. And of course, Ramona even tried to get blocked by her on Instagram. But no, so far, no luck. Well, you need to try a lot harder. And I have faith in you that you will definitely be able to cyber bully someone into blocking you <laughs> very soon. Thank you. I'll do my best. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping 
and 365-day returns.